Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at Pod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. Howdy, y'all. Hope you guys are having a really good one. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So, for today's episode, um, we're gonna talk about what Florida, what's going on in Florida. And as you could tell, I put a very sort of sad, um, song at the beginning. Anyone over the age of 30 is, and especially over the age of 35, knows that song and has played it in the wild i'm not talking about oh my god i'm i'm 22 years old or i'm 18 and i played this on 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 ps3 or ps4 the um sonic collection or whatever no i'm not talking about that crap i'm talking about it was actually in the cartridge form there weren't there wasn't a cd version of sonic the hedgehog 2 you're playing it flat out on the genesis flat out on the tv it was the first system i played um my older sisters had it they rarely let me use it and i i don't blame them. i don't really blame them in hindsight because um i wasn't very I, I was a bull in the china shop, I'll just say that. So I don't I don't really blame them for not letting me play their Genesis all that much, but um I did I did get to buy my own PlayStation and they they played the heck out of that with um 3 Extreme and other games, but um and some Crash Bandicoot, but anywho, um yeah, I mean you just hated hearing that like sound when you lost it was just like like i don't know those those older video games like i have a lot of respect for people who who play these video games when they came out or in the, the early 90s late 80s early 80s whatever those earlier video games like people under people under 25 don't get they were very unforgiving like there were limited amount of lives you had to go at the boss a certain way if you did x amount of things wrong in the previous steps like if you played like if you played like like 80s and late 80s early 90s rpgs like you have to be so meticulous like you can't meticulous you can't like um you can't make one detail wrong like i played one of the older game boy final fantasy video games and like there was like a few things there were a few items i forgot to get and then when i had to face the final boss to beat the game i couldn't do it because i like 
Like I was, I, I, I must have like tried to beat the boss like 30 times or whatever. I couldn't do it. And like, I realized like through like the game, game FAQs or whatever, dating myself here, that there were certain things I had to get to ensure I beat that boss. And I didn't like, again, those early games. I think that game was made early nineties or very late eighties. It was a Game Boy. It was a it was a Game Boy game. Final Fantasy. Look it up. It's really rare. Probably it's probably really expensive on on eBay these days. But anywho, yeah, I mean, you had to really really plan. But that's why that game. That's why that game song is so bad. And that's why what's happening in Florida is so bad. Like, um, in Florida, they're not gonna have. They're not gonna get to vote on adult use this year. Sadly, um, it's just not gonna happen for them this this year. Um, let's let's get to it. Florida legalization campaign shifts focus to 2022 instead of this year. And I think this is a bad idea. And I'm going to I'm going to start from the jump and say this. I think in 2022, whoever has the money and the resources and is um kindly and um appreciatively willing to do this is willing to do this or wants to do this i think going decrim would be a better route because in my state we went decrim we had okay we didn't okay we went decrim first then we went medical and then we went adult use but when you go decrim people like like i was like i was like i was listening to one podcast the marijuana solution and they were saying that like if you don't have all your cannabis containers like if you don't have if you don't have cannabis if you don't have cannabis like in your like if if you're dr- picking up like dispensary weed or whatever and you don't have your receipts or you don't have in the containers and you, oh you get pulled over a cop will think it's black market cannabis and you can get charges for it you know, um, even if you have the card, like it's treated as just regular street cannabis, which is illegal for people to have. Um, according to what I saw in that podcast, shout out to Robert Roundtree and that and um, the Marijuana Solution podcast for for that. They they do some good stuff. Um, they're they're based in Florida and um, they cover a lot of um, Florida uh cannabis related things but um but yeah i i I think they should just go over decrim this time around because with decrim you get um like if the dispensaries are just not charging or they're charging still charging too much people can just get from the street and it's just treated like a like a uh, speeding ticket or or is he treated like a parking ticket and you know they have you know it would give the medical patients leverage against the medical market itself at large and then it would also um help to it would yeah it would help to normalize cannabis and then when when it's put to the ballot in 2024 which I think that's what they should shoot for because that'll be a general election year. Putting it in midterm years hasn't worked for Ohio. It didn't work for um, California in 2010. Listen to our end episode from Mendocino Generations about why 2010 failed. Um, Oregon did it in, in, a, in a midterm election. And ironically enough, the, sec- the second time they did it, I think it was like 2014, that was a midterm election. But that's when it passed. But they tried, I think, in 2010 or 20 
I think like 2010 or something like that. They tried it and then it didn't work. It, it failed. And then the next time they were successful. You know, there was a time in the 80s that they tried and that obviously failed. But the the 2010 one, I'm, let me, let me, no, I have Google at my disposal. I'm going to get this right. Bear with me one moment. So I stand correctly. Oregon put it on the ballot in 2012 on a, on a general election ballot and it still failed. Oregon put it on a general election ballot and it still failed. So, I mean, it's, you know, um, you never know, but you have, you usually have a better shot during general elections. But let's get to the article. Florida activists announced on Monday that due to restrictive ballot qualification policies in the state, they've decided to pursue a marijuana legalization initiative in 2022 rather than this year as initially planned. While the campaign Make It Legal Florida said it already submitted more 700,000 signatures for their legalization petition, the narrow timeline to get those signatures verified ahead of next month's deadline will make it impossible for the measure to qualify. With the support of 67% of Florida voters, Make It Legal Florida said it had already submitted more than 700,000 700, signatures for their legalization petition. The narrower timeline to get those signatures verified ahead of next month's deadline, which will make it impossible for the measure to qualify. Quote, with the support of 67% of Florida voters, Make Legal Florida is proud to have gathered more than 70. 700,000 signed petitions in effort to bring adult use cannabis to the Sunshine State. Nick Hansen, the group chairman, said in a press release referring to the polling data, the narrow timeline to submit and verify those signatures has prompted our committee to shift focus now to gain ballot access in 2022. And as a midterm year, voter turnout in 2022 is expected to be lower than it would be for this year's presidential election cycle. Lower turnout seemed to be a factor in Florida's narrow rejection of Medical Cannabis Initiative 2024. Yeah, so that's why you should wait till 2024 for adult use. But 2022, even that, even more conservative voters see putting people in jail for cannabis as a waste of taxpayer dollars even the more conservative voters are like let's use that tax money on real crimes like at that point even in, in the vast majority of states if you put decrim from mississippi to alabama till till wyoming if you put decrim if 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 there was like a nationwide ballot to decriminalize cannabis it would pass in wyoming too it would pass in every single state this is a most people agree it's a waste of taxpayer dollars even if they're morally against it so decrim they should try for it in 2022 and then adult use in 2024 because it's you're not going to get the turnout you need. You're going to get older turnout. And in and the even bigger challenge is in Florida, you have to get above 60% for it to pass. You know, states like mine, you just needed 50 point whatever. You could have gotten it with 50.2 or 50.8% 50, 50. 
percent or something like that, or fifty-one percent yes. Like you could have narrowly got it, you're good. Or like you could have been like Maine who passed it by fifty point two six percent or something like that. And they almost had like a recount over it because it's so narrow. But again, Maine is one of the most rural states in the country. So they, and most like the even the big even like Portland, I think my if my memory serves me, you know what I got Google. I'm gonna look it up right now. So the population of Portland, Maine is 66,882 people. I think that's like the biggest city in, in Maine. Like that's how rural Maine is. So, so they were having to get, they were having to flip more conservative rural voters that were more likely to vote no. They were having to get that because besides portland there aren't much bigger cities you know outside of portland i think biddleford or whatever i think they're growing in a sense trying to think of what other area are popping may sorry if i'm butchering the names right now but yeah i mean there isn't much like again you had to the the the, the main legalization of vote rested entirely on rural counties and they did it so people being like oh south dakota is is impossible is like no south dakota is gonna have to do exactly what maine did they're going to have to convince the entire rural populace that that having this is beneficial, having this saves taxpayer dollars and 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 puts money in taxpayer coffers to fund schools, to fund roads, you know, to to fund um rehab, to fund um, you know, solving homelessness, to solve all sorts of stuff. You know, to, to reinvest it back in the state like Colorado did. You know, if you can convince, I mean, that's all you, and, and, you know, people can get a medicine, you know, you can get the same medicine that medical dispensaries gets for the most part. Yet you don't have to be in the list. You don't have to give up your firearms. You know, you, if you could sell that, if you could bring, if you could sell that, or you could bring that up in places like South Dakota, it'll pass, it'll, you know, um, and it, and it saves police resources to, to solve real crimes and real things that put people and their property in danger. You could, you could solve real issues the less you're having to focus on cannabis enforcement, you know, um, and you know it, it it brings in revenue for the state too it brings in tourism for the state you know um but south dakota could follow maine's playbook in in, in getting rural turnout as best as they can across the board really really boosting it in the cities and the few cities that that um south dakota has really boosting the turnout there and then and then the those surrounding burbs and then just hoping for the best like that's that's how i see it but um that's just me you know um that's just me and you're gonna apply the rest of that to florida too like when they go in 2024 they turn they do the best they can to convince the rural rural populace and the entire state that this is a good idea they do the humanly best that they can in all of it all all of florida and all the counties and all the rural counties all the suburban counties they really boost turnout among the youth they really boost turnout amongst um you know um everyone they boost turnout amongst the youth they boost turnout amongst you know likely democratic voters they put boost turnout 
amongst people that are Republican that would want to vote yes, but just don't vote, or they're Republican-leaning le- and libertarian, and like, damn, the Republicans are too neocon or whatever, they're too Bible-thumping or whatever, so I haven't voted for a Republican in a while, but cannabis on the ballot, so why not, you know? Like, you can you can get those type of voters in a 2024 election, you know? Like, it's just the perfect timing to do it then, you know? And I and I do think they have to just follow that strategy if I were if I were to guess. But let's continue the article. Voters later approved the reform proposal during the 2016 presidential election. In the meantime, making legal Florida is still going forward with a lawsuit with the Supreme with the state Supreme Court last month, alleging that a recently enacted law that imposes restrictions on the signature gathering process is unconstitutional. Organiz- organizers are also also accused the state of creating a stealth deadline by requiring signatures to be verified before February the first deadline while giving county election supervisors a 30-day window to validate them. The group needed to collect 76,200 valid signatures from registered voters to qualify for the ballot. And so while it seemed to get close to the threshold, it unlikely it's unlikely that all the submitted signatures would be valid. The defeat comes despite the fact that the campaign raised more than $4.8 million in December alone. If it had qualified and had approved by voters, the initiative would have allowed adults 21 and older to possess, use, transport, purchase up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis. Existing medical cannabis dispensaries would have been able to sell med- excuse me, recreational marijuana. A separate campaign in the Senate, or in the state, a separate campaign in the state that was working to put the question of adult use legalization before voters announced last month that it was dropping its bid, similarly citing its inability to collect the requisite valid signatures ahead of the deadline. While activists hope to put the legalization to voters this year, there's the possibility of enacting reform legislatively. A bill filed on Monday would legalize cannabis for adults in Florida, for example, introduced by Republicans Senator Jeff Radney's the legalization would create a recreational cannabis market and also remove the requirement for businesses to be fully vertically integrated, which is part of the state medicinal marijuana regulation. Vertical integration, like I said, is a trick bag, and I'm glad that this bill is going to push for it. The only real benefit, like uh, Dr. McKenzie has said, is you can get specific ratios for specific illnesses. And I hope that doesn't go away when we get when when states like Florida get rid of vertical integration that they keep per certain popular ratios um, available in dispensaries to help patients of specific illnesses because from a scientific perspective like he said like Dr. McKenzie said um, from friend of the show Reefer Rev I'm going to cite this in the in the description you know you need consistency when you're using medicine you know and when you when, when someone is taking a specific ratio for a specific illness it's easier for the doctor to track 
the progress of the medication and the efficacy of it you know because we have so we don't have as much data as we should with cannabis you know because of prohibition we do have some but not as much but you know it would go a long way you know when if we have consistent ratios for medicine too or or we keep in mind that certain medic that certain illnesses need certain specific cannabinoids over others and work better with under certain dosages rather than others you know it helps the doctors learn how to best treat patients and that's important but um it but ultimately for prices you do i do i do personally favor an open market because you know with california when you had that you had very cheap prices before legalization came in and you know made everything more regulated and before um or even or or even um what's the name even oklahoma oklahoma is what um california's one was it's open market you know you have craft cannabis you have a lot a huge caregiver market you know you have a lot of dispensaries i think you have like a thousand in the entire state only only like four million people are close to it or around it or a little over it i don't remember but um i can look that up too while i'm at it after up everything today yeah, I was right. Nearly 4 million. So 3.943 million. Alright, so... Yeah, I mean... They have a thousand dispensaries, man. From what I've, what I've read. Fact check that again. I like coming with receipts. See? Told ya. From MJ Business Daily. They okayed more than a thousand medical dispensaries. I don't know if they have a thousand, but it has been approved. My state... We're only gonna break 60 after five flipping years, dude. It's, it's a disgrace. But anywho, um, yeah, um, when you have an open market, you have, it's either you have a bunch of big cannabis dispensaries competing for your dollars or whatever. You have like an Arizona market where it's a bunch of big corporations, but there are a bunch of big corporations that compete and you still get pretty low prices. But granted, in Arizona, they don't have testing. I'm also going to put our that episode in our show notes where we talked about Arizona system with the folks of, with the subreddit and the folks of Arizona Ents or um yeah arizona ants i believe they're good folks um i learned a lot about arizona system and why um why they outperform massachusetts system and and how the big corporations have been so efficient or whatever but anywho um you know an open market gives people cheaper prices this is medicine that isn't covered by insurance first and foremost so that's that has to be paramount price price it has to be within reach and most importantly craft cannabis craft cannabis is awesome to experience i i, I do so with my craft caregiver and um it's awesome and you would have that when you get rid of vertical integration because you remove the barriers to entry craft cannabis people could have a small operation sell their boutique crop to the dispensary people can buy it 
you know, people can buy specific brands at specific dispensaries. You never know. I mean, it's it would be a great thing to try and experiment. And, you know, I feel like it should have been given more of a fair shake if you get my drift. But with vertical integration, you'll have that you'll have that going on. And that's really, really good. You know, in Maine, they had an open market, an open craft caregiver, an open farmer's market, you know, low barriers entry to set up a storefront to deal to know to sell though to dispense medicine to patients you know you can be a small operation and you can do it you can get a license pretty easily you can get it done you can provide good high quality um pesticide junk free medicine for under 200 dollars the cheapest you're gonna get in the eastern seaboard guaranteed and it's just it's it's some again they're like they're all they're they're as competent and they've been going it going at it as long as um Colorado, Cali, Washington, Oregon, uh you know, those sort of states have been going at it. Um Washington of course. But yeah, let's let's continue. So according to Rep Carlos G. Smith on Twitter, it's past time to legalize cannabis for adult use in Florida. That's why Today, I've introduced bold bipartisan legislation with Senator Jeffrey Brandes to open the industry to small business, implement a fair tax structure, expunge past cannabis offenses, study future home grow. Okay, home grow. Wish they would just do it, but alright. Then in the tweet, there was a picture of a bill that he's working on the House of the Florida House of Representatives, HB 1389, availability of marijuana for adult use. General bill by Smith C. Availability by um I think rep yeah by rep Smith C. Availability of marijuana for adult use. Limit sales tax exemption for sale of marijuana and marijuana delivery devices to include only sales to qualified patients or caregivers. Revises provision related relating to licensure and operation of MMTCs authorizes certain persons to purchase possess use transport or transfer marijuana product and delivery devices under certain circumstances requires licensure by DBPR of certain MMTCs requires DACS to conduct certain study requires sentence review hearings under certain circumstances authorizes certain persons to petition court for expunctions of his or her history under certain circumstances provides criminal penalties all right all right so so democratic rep has filed a companion bill in the house and then senator brandy's i believe was um yeah well senator yeah so, so republican senator brandy's who's been a ally in this shout out to him presented it initially in the senate and then carlos and then rep carlos g smith is the person who put it forward in the the companion bill in the the florida house of reps hopefully a guest pass committee i'm highly doubting it's going to but uh, again um i do think decrim even in a midterm to to close this all up is the best way to go and then go adult use because then you're gonna you're gonna normalize cannabis even more to the population and then you're guaranteed to get 60 65 
even 70% in 2024. There's going to be an even younger population voting as a whole by that time. So I think 2024 is what they should shoot for. Um, I would love to be proven wrong. I mean, if people have money to put it in 2022 and it passes, I'd love to be proven wrong. But I, I think they have a better shot in 2024. So that's how I'm going to end it, y'all. Um, article from Marijuana Moment. And it is written by Kyle Yeager. He always does good work. And um, as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 617-466-9389. That is 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. Feel free to try Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by hitting the link https colon slash slash bit dot ly slash three three four k r v nine and you can enter the following codes dogtree 20 tincture 20 40 percent off iso 15 percent off cbd entire store and you can also get inexpensive cbd flour directly to your door quickly and cheaply in new england and the rest of the united states by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and my email to contact me is i am cannabis sativa at gmail.com and as always stay medicated my friends peace